Dear friends, I am not writing you a new command but an old one, which you have had since the beginning. This old command is the message you have heard. Yet I am writing you a new command, its truth is seen in him and in you because the darkness is passing, and the true light is already shining. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or sister is still in the darkness. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light, and there is nothing in them to make them stumble. But anyone who hates a brother or sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they are going, because the darkness has blinded them. New International Version It ought to be abundantly clear that hate has absolutely no place in the Christian's life. Hate is never justified for any individual or group of people. There are no exceptions. Love, however, is the consummate Christian virtue. The highest of all truth in Christianity is the grace that is bestowed on us through the love of God in Christ. We, in turn, reflect our Lord's grace by loving others, no matter their gender, race, creed, or ethnicity. Yet, we are all familiar with hate. Everyone has hated another, and others have hated us. Unfortunately, hate is ubiquitous throughout the world. Let's face it, you and I have people we just don't like. And maybe for good reason. After all, if you are being gaslighted by someone, or have been abused, mistreated, or oppressed by a person or group, then it takes no effort in disliking them, even to the point of despising them in your heart. As much as other people need to change, the Apostle John places the burden of change to fall on us who claim the name of Christ. Love must begin somewhere. Let it begin with me. The bald fact of the matter is that we cannot change another person. We can only control ourselves, and a lot of us don't do a very good job with that. Christians are to learn to speak and act in the loving ways passed on to us through the gospel. We are to become skilled in the ways of Jesus, which is the way of love. I fully understand this is not easy. In fact, it is downright hard. Forgiving another, even ourselves, can be a long painful process. Making the choice to love again, or love my enemy, is no small thing. Love must always be our default and de facto response to everyone. Otherwise, our hearts will grow cold and hard. And we will become the very people we despise. There is a shadow self, dwelling within us all. There are murky places in our hearts where darkness resides. We cannot afford to ignore those places. If we pretend there is no shadow self and keep up appearances, then we actually give the darkness power to come out of us through hateful speech and actions. The shadow is a concept first coined by the Swiss psychiatrist, Carl Jung, 1875-1961. Jung describes the shadow self as those aspects of our personality we choose to reject and or repress. In other words, we all have parts of ourselves we don't like, or that we think others won't like, so we stuff those parts down into our unconscious psyche. So then, the shadow self is a collection of things we toss into the closet of our hearts, lock the door, and forget about them. But they're still there. And they still exert a great deal of influence from inside that dark closet. We must be willing to face the shadowy parts of ourselves, to face the dark thoughts and feelings of secretly harming another or ourselves, nursing a grudge, harboring bitterness, or holding on to an offense, as if it were a security blanket. Whereas some may believe all our unwanted emotions, thoughts, feelings, and experiences are tightly hidden, they are not. Instead, the telltale sign of the darkness slipping out sideways into the world is hate. And that insidious hate typically takes the following forms. Harshly judging or criticizing others by taking a superior posture over another. The critic, however, doesn't know they are really castigating themselves. 
Rebuking others is a common practice. Pointing out another's sins is only a projection of one's inner darkness onto the other. Having a quick temper. Getting angry and belittling those who cannot fight back or respond is really self-loathing slathered onto someone else. Being the victim in every bad situation. Victimization is a terrible thing. And when someone who isn't really a victim claims to be one, it diminishes and invalidates the help that true victims need. This is the shadow self's insecurity coming out, needing attention so that the incessant pounding from the inside of the heart is silenced. Doing whatever is needed to get what you want. If that entails being mean, nasty, and hateful to achieve a desired outcome, then that is what is done. Expressing implicit biases and prejudices. Anyone different is a threat to the shadow self. That other person might expose what's inside me. So, the other gets treated with subtle digs, demeaning behaviors, and discouraging speech to keep them from getting close. We need healing from this awful malady of hate. The good news is that light is also available and within us. Even in the blackest of hearts, there still remains the little spark of God's image, way down in there. And it only takes a small bit lighter to penetrate the darkness. God's glory is brighter than the brightest sun. A mere glimpse of such glory is more than enough to lay any heart bare and dispel the darkness. The love of God in Christ is meant to be received, and then given to others. Fortunately, God has an inexhaustible storehouse of grace, mercy, and love, which means we can keep receiving and keep giving. We'll never run out. The shadow self sees only scarcity, so it holds on to resources in the belief there may not be enough. The true self, however, living into the grace and mercy of Christ, rightly discerns that God's kingdom is a place of abundance. We are enhanced, not diminished, whenever we do the opposite behaviors of the shadow's propensity to hate. Encouraging and helping others. Pointing out another's strengths and affirming their good behavior is a liberal practice in God's kingdom. Showing empathy. Being able to put oneself in another's shoes, along with a willingness to sit with another's pain, are common practices of the loving Christian person. Doing whatever is needed to build up the community for the common good of all persons. Including others, especially those who are different than me, by making room for them at the table and giving them a voice. Forgiving others, just as Christ forgave us. The believer need not be blinded by hate but can love from a place of healthy self-awareness. Loving Heavenly Father, I thank you for looking beyond my faults and loving me unconditionally. Forgive me when I fail to love others in the same way. Give me eyes to see the needs of the difficult people in my life and show me how to meet those needs in a way that pleases you and glorifies the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.